Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast, a podcast created to have nuanced discussions with complex people on a range of topics from the socio-political climate to self-care and black excellence. I'm your host, Sheena, and I want to welcome you to our show. Get ready and get engaged. We're going to discuss what it means to be beautifully complicated. Hey y'all, welcome to the Beautifully Complicated Podcast. I'm your host, Sheena Hunt, and I'm discussing activism today. We are in the beginning of one of the worst and most controversial administrations in our lifetime. Donald Trump and his minions are wreaking havoc on our democracy and a lot of our lives. Since an attack on any one group of us is an attack on all of us, we need to organize and resist. Angela Davis said something profound. She said that many of our movements, such as the women's movement and the black power movement, were all about freedom. So in essence, we are all fighting for freedom in some shape or form. We need to be active. We need to be involved. We need to resist. If you've ever wondered what you would have done in the 50s and 60s during the civil rights movement, this is the time for you to see it. So in segment one, for what's happening now, we're talking about activism in the age of Trump, the why, the how, and the who. In segment two, for self-care, we're talking about how to take care of yourself in your activism. And in segment three, for Black Excellence, I'm highlighting a phenomenal woman. It is, after all, Women's History Month. So we're talking about no one other than Miss Angela Davis. There's no friend host this week, folks, so grab your tea. And let's talk. Segment one, what's happening now? Activism in the age of Trump. Before we kick off the activism discussion, I want to highlight something disturbing that's happening in the Washington, D.C. area that isn't related to Trump. 
we have seen a significant uptick in the number of missing girls and women in D.C. In 2017 alone, to date, there have been uh, numerous girls, dozens of girls who have gone missing between the ages of 12 and 18. We've only seen in this just last week, just in the past one week, there were upwards of 14 girls who went missing in Washington, D.C., we're not hearing much about it at all at the national level. And there are some stories coming out of the local news in D.C., but it took social media, Twitter to begin to really amplify what is happening when it comes to our missing young black and brown girls in Washington, D.C., there is definitely something happening here that needs to be investigated. The local police stated that they do not believe the disappearances are related, but I don't know how they can reach that decision without much information about each of the disappearances. We all know that sex trafficking has fast become a problem across the world and in our country. I'm not saying that's the case here, but we need more information about what is happening. And we have to get our girls back home. And, some, and our boys too, there are a few young boys that have gone missing. We all need to continue to amplify what's happening, push media to cover these stories. Our girls are just as important as young white girls are, who are always in the news, especially if there are a large number of them missing in any particular area. Our stories never get preference in the media unless it's something criminal that we are the ones who have expected to have done the criminal act. Our lives need to matter in the media. Our kids need to matter. So I'm going to amplify this and I hope you do as well so we can make sure that we find our girls. While we're talking about what's happening in our communities, there is also an uptick in attacks and murders against our trans sisters. Uh, nine trans women have been killed just this year. These ladies are being unfairly targeted in some communities, especially in New Orleans, where we had a couple of women already killed. There was a disturbing video that went viral on social media just a few weeks ago of a group of cishet black men hunting down a trans woman on the streets. It was one of the most despicable and disgusting things I have ever seen. We have to make sure we speak up and speak out against attacks on our trans sisters. Their struggles are our struggles. These attacks by the patriarchy have to end. Women are often brutalized by men, and this is just one group who are losing their lives quickly. So we need to speak up and speak out, and let's end the targeting of our trans women. So that's really the perfect segue into intersectional activism and its place in the age of Trump. I started Beautifully Complicated or rather rebranded this podcast to it because I wanted to highlight conversations that were intersectional. We are all complicated beings. We are not monoliths. So many things, so many things define us. So as we look at activism, we need to look at the intersections of the social constructs. Activism should be intersectional. Now, intersectionality was a term coined by Kimberly Crenshaw in 1989 in her Demarginalizing the Intersection of Race and Sex article. It's an amazing write-up that I recommend y'all read. I'll include the link to that article in the syllabus on the Beautifully Complicated Podcast Facebook page and share that link on my personal Twitter account. So make sure you guys are following and liking those pages. But it's a wonderful sociological write-up on the intersections of race and sex. 
With the Trump administration and the GOP wreaking havoc on our democracy, it's time we start looking at becoming more active in the intersections of activism. The top issue that has been the reason for a lot of marches and activism um, in this country so far has been the executive order to ban people from traveling into the country from seven Muslim majority countries or as Trump called it in his August 2016 speech, a Muslim ban. He signed the original executive order on his first week in office, which was met by protests in the airport that same night, lawsuits filed by the ACLU and attorney generals in multiple states. In his first day as president, the largest march in U.S. history for the Women's March took place. In his first full day, that next right after his inauguration, that following Saturday, the largest march in U.S. history, women rising up and making sure their voices are being heard. There have been protests against the wall, as well as the increase on detention of undocumented immigrants. This administration has been a big dumpster fire since it started. The attacks on basic human rights is on display right now. Let's start with Muslim ban. Both executive orders put out by Trump administration were in direct violation of the First Amendment for freedom of religion. It also banned refugees from coming in who had already been vetted for over two years. Absolutely absurd. Anytime any of our constitutional rights are infringed upon, we have a serious problem. We've seen voting rights challenged across the country by the GOP. We've seen the horrible bathroom bills targeting transgendered people. We're experiencing attacks on the media by the administration, which is a violation of the First Amendment. We're watching reproductive rights being gutted in healthcare legislation at the state and federal level. Police brutality and mass incarceration are negatively impacting the lives of black and brown people throughout the country. Protests erupted during the shooting death of Mike Brown and Ferguson have intensified intensified and grown across the nation since we've seen many others lose their lives due to state violence. Mass incarceration has been a hot button issue due to the growth in private prisons and the school to prison pipeline. We're seeing states literally developing policies that directly target black and brown children to get them into the system. The state of Missouri recently passed and put into place a law that makes schoolyard fights felonies. It's as if they don't understand the social social constructs of poverty, poor education systems, and incarcerated families. Maybe they do understand it, but don't care. Maybe they do get why kids may struggle with conflict resolution. For one, because they are still developing neurologically, you know, maybe they get that, but I don't know, because they really don't care much about science either. This current administration, a lot of the people on the right, I, they really do not care about science. So perhaps they don't care about neurological de- neurological development. I don't know. And then their very lives, these kids, their very lives that they live lends itself to creating the paradigm that they exist in, exposing them to being less likely to uh, handle conflict resolution without physical altercation. They don't really know how to handle it. No, let's criminalize childhood acts, though, right? That's what we're going to do. That's what that's what this administration is saying. That's what the GOP is saying. No, we can't allow this to be the case. I implore you all to look at what is happening in your own local governments. Watch how they fund or defund schools in black and brown communities. Pay attention to which schools they're closing. The students in these communities are the ones they are preparing for the prison system. 
It's all about money, feeding the prisons, lining the pockets of millionaires and billionaires. Another method that's being used to fill the prisons is over-sentencing by way of minimum sentencing. We saw this heavily used on drugs, especially as those that are most often found in black and brown communities. We saw marijuana and crack cocaine getting higher sentencing um, um, provisions than that of uh, powder cocaine. There are many activists and activist groups who are working to fight mass incarceration right now. Um, so if you're wanting to get involved and active in that area, there are some opportunities there. And I implore you to understand what's happening in mass incarceration and what's feeding and fueling the mass incarceration system in our country. And really what's feeding and fueling the mass incarceration system across the world, because you'll start to see there are similarities in how we're handling it at, uh, on the world stage. You'll see uh, that there are security companies that are huge now because they are literally helping build incar- systems of incarceration in some form or fashion or security companies across the world uh, and, and low and governments in these countries are helping this happen. So we need to pay attention to all that. If you want to get involved and get active in mass incarceration, ending mass incarceration, you got to know what's causing it, who's fueling it, uh, what people they're, they're funneling into it. And we need to start getting down to the root working with the different organizations that are already working to fight mass incarceration and pushing back against it. I really recommend watching Ava DuVernier's, uh, which who was our Black Excellence highlight from episode eight from our last episode. Her Oscar nominated documentary film 13th, it really, really looks at this and it, it takes you through the history and continued fight in the struggle uh, in regards to mass incarceration. So you want to really, you want to watch that documentary if you haven't already. It's phenomenal. It will bring tears to your eyes. It, it, there's so much to it. And when you begin to go through how mass incarceration, how we went from the incarceration to mass incarceration, how we got there and what we've seen happen to the black and brown communities because of it, it's a, a, an eye opening experience. So please make sure you watch that documentary as you prepare yourself for activism against uh, mass incarceration. I'll also link on the Beautifully Complicated Podcast Facebook page, um, multiple sites and activists you can follow to learn about um, mass incarceration and how to get involved in fighting against it. So that's one area that you can begin your fight and you can begin your role as an activist. Another area is voting rights. So let's talk about that briefly. It seems like this has been a struggle and a fight forever, honestly. Maybe because in this country, it really has been, right? So we thought with the passage of the Voting Rights Act of 1965 that we were past this one. But with the 2013 or so, I believe it was, gutting of Section 4 of the VRA by the Supreme Court, we're back here again, fighting. States are moving swiftly, presenting bills and passing legislation to restrict access to voting for citizens. This is the most egregious in red states, especially in the South. North Carolina famously attempted to pass a law to restrict access, but they kind of showed their hand in their own evidence and our documentations where it was what, what they presented um, 
outlined how they literally were building the bill to target the very areas that would impact the vote of African-Americans. Like, really? It's crazy, right? So the bill was, of course, blocked by the courts for being unconstitutional. That didn't stop other states from also trying the same things and also introducing similar bills to that bill that was introduced in North Carolina. In this past election, we saw voting rolls purged throughout the country, mostly impacting black voters and elderly voters. We saw many laws passed that require identification to vote and removal of same day registration, as well as early voting. Right. We must not even get started on gerrymandering and redrawing the lines for districts. It's just the Republican Party, because they're really the ones who have been just out of control with this. They have really worked hard and put a lot of focus in figuring out ways to restrict the vote and mostly to restrict the vote of older people in some areas, black older people, uh, black people and young people, because those groups often vote Democratic. And what they don't want are those people voting, because if they get those people voting, the Democratic voting bloc is larger than the Republican voting bloc. They know they would have more, a more of a difficult time to win elections. So that's why they are really working to limit the access to the vote. And that's why we're going to continue to have this issue, it seems, especially since they've gutted the VRA. It, it's really, really sad. And so there are a lot of organizations fighting this and pushing back against it from the NAACP to the ACLU. So again, check out the Facebook page to find out who they are and how you can become a part of the fight. Cause you really, if you want to be focused on voting rights and you really want to see the way our country is being ran changed, you want to see, um, how our local government is being done. You want to influence any of these areas, our local, state, or federal government. Voting is really where it all begins. You need people who are informed voters having the ability to vote. And so we need to make sure that we are getting on board with those organizations who are working on ensuring that access to voting is not being restricted and people are given the opportunity to pass their, uh, to, to cast their ballots for the folks they believe are the most qualified to be in office at any level of government. And also to fight against, um, the restriction of felons not being able to vote. People pay their, they pay their price to society they did their time. They should be given full privileges back of the, as a full U.S. citizen that they should be given, again, the right to vote back as well, since they've already paid their time to society uh, for any crimes that they may have committed or crimes they did not even commit. They were just convicted of because our system, our justice system is screwed up. That's a whole nother story. But when it comes to voting rights, these are different areas you will look at as an activist and in different areas you can get involved in and you can make sure sure that you are influencing how these things are happening so that we are better able to ensure that people have access to voting. So check out my Facebook page for Beautifully Complicated Podcasts to see who you need to follow and what organizations you should, um, you want to, you should join in order to join the fight against voting rights restrictions. Because I can say 
before Trump signed his ridiculous Muslim ban executive order, voting rights was the ACLU's number one priority. And they, that's just how big of a deal this thing is. It's since slipped down to number two, but they're still focused on fighting. So the ACLU is probably one of the best organizations you really you really would want to join and link up with to uh, get some more information about how you can be of help to um, stop voting right restrictions. There are many different things I can outline of areas that you can focus your fight on. Police brutality is one that is greatly impacting the black and brown communities, our communities, as we are seeing more of our men, women, and children losing their lives at the hands of the state. Reproductive rights for women was front and center in the attack on women's health in the trump Ryan Care health bill that uh, went down in flames last week. Uh, their aim is really fixed on Planned Parenthood for that one as if it only provides abortion services. It does so much more than that, by the way. Abortion services is a small percentage of the work they do. It's probably like one or 2% of the work they do. The folks who have it out for Planned Parenthood think they have this quote-unquote moral obligation as Christians. I'm here to debunk that nonsense here and now as a Christian woman. It's complete and utter nonsense. It really is. People will twist the word of God to keep themselves in power and allow them to oppress and rule over others. None of it is of God. It's not Christian-like. These folks are more like the Pharisees, if anything else. We saw a room full of white, middle-aged men deciding who should have the right to decide what a woman does with her body and how her health insurance should be handled. And of course, that's why Planned Parenthood is front and center in this movement. They're to fight back against the attacks of the federal and state governments on women's health. So you really, if you want to join that fight, Planned Parenthood is who you want to link up with. When it comes to reproductive rights for women, they are the leading organizations who is definitely leading that charge and fighting for women's rights when it comes to reproductive rights. Because after all, women's rights are human rights. So how do you get involved in activism? There are so many opportunities to be in activism. There are so many different things that you would you can get involved and get behind because we have a plethora of issues on the table, especially here in the States. So... To get involved, you got to find out which causes you want to take on. But all of them are really interconnected, honestly. It goes back to what we said in the intro. You know, activism is intersectional. So fighting for one is fighting for all. You really can't ignore Black Lives Matter when you're chanting women's rights or human rights. You heard stories about that happening at the Women's March. Activism is intersectional. So follow a few key activists on social media. Follow and join organizations that are doing the fight, uh, that are a part of the fight that you want to be a part of. You don't have to recreate the wheel and launch an organization. There are plenty already up and running. Join in. I list out some main organizations uh, you can join in on the Facebook page, but make sure you get involved. Go to some demonstrations, but don't center yourself in the fight. Listen to those who are leading it. If you're not a part of the community or group that is directly being attacked or affected, stand back and listen to those that are. There are rules to activism. Acknowledge those rules and adhere to them. You don't have to be a troublesome ally. If you're in the targeted group, make your voice heard. Tell your story when you're ready. Be fully you. Be fully involved and never stop fighting. I can say right now that activism is not for the faint at heart. 
there will be gains and losses along the way. There will be attacks against you online and offline. There will be times when you will question why you're doing it. But always remember that you are fighting for freedom, freedom for all. We can't allow anyone to be under attack from our Muslim brothers and sisters to our black brothers and sisters and our LGBTQI brothers and sisters. We have to all get free. So as you take up the mantle of activism, remain strong, stay vigilant, keep moving forward. We can win as long as we stand together and push for change. Segment two, self-care, taking care of yourself in your activism. Activism is not easy work. It can be exhausting both mentally and physically. Because of that, it's important for the activists of the day to find ways to relax and reset. You're no good to any war, any, anyone or any movement if you're not well yourself. So with that being said, I want to propose three things you can do as an activist to find some peace and rejuvenation. Number one, do some reading. Reading is a great way to escape your current environment and take you to a different time or place. This year, I have renewed my interest in reading and I've picked up several fiction and nonfiction books that I'm reading. If you're looking for an escape and some peace, I would recommend fiction books and subjects and topics that interest you instead of works related to your activism, but that's up to you. Whatever you choose, just take some time every day or every other day to carve out to read a chapter or two and just do it for you. Number two, congregate. Get with friends and family members and have some fun, whether it's dinner with friends, bowling with family, get out and congregate with people you love. Allow yourself to break away from activism and everything that lends itself to it, and it'll help you be more fresh when you return to it. So meet up with people you care about and have some fun and a good laugh. You'll be glad you did. Number three, schedule a self-care day and stick to it. Stick to it. A self-care day can be anything you want it to be, whatever you love doing. Getting a massage, visiting a museum, bicycling, a date night, anything that makes you feel good, that puts a smile on your face, that brings you joy. That's what you do. If it's possible, take a weekend trip somewhere, head to the beach, do something to release the tension and find some peace. Just make sure you schedule a self-care day. If I can really be daring here, I'd suggest having something at least every couple of weeks as a day of all of your own. Whatever works for you that keeps you at peace, level-headed and refreshed, schedule it out and do it. Self-care is a major part of activism. Doesn't sound like it would be, but it is. So make sure you try out one of those three things, reading, congregating with family and friends, or scheduling a self-care day, because self-care allows you to recharge so you can come back geared up to fight some more. It keeps you from being consumed by what is happening. To get right down to it, it will keep you sane. The work can be grueling, so take some time, take a day or two here and there, and just take care of you.
segment three, Black Excellence, Angela Davis, Master Activist. In this episode's Black Excellence segment, we're highlighting the incomparable and amazing activist, Angela Yvonne Davis. Enough said. She is a force in activism in the freedom movement and women's rights movements. From her younger years in Birmingham to her untimely dismissal as an instructor at UCLA, Ms. Davis has been advocating for the end of oppression of people here in the U.S. and beyond. In 1970, she was placed on the FBI Top 10 Most Wanted list on false charges and was later acquitted in 1972 after a large protest movement erupted calling for her release. Ms. Davis was an early member of the Communist Party and the Black Panther Party in Oakland. In her activism, she has fought for civil rights. She's fought against mass incarceration. She's fought for Palestinian freedom in their, in, in their Israeli occupation. She was an anti-apartheid activist for South Africa. She has spoken out against police brutality here in the States. She's fought for women's rights and was an active member of the movement in the 70s alongside Gloria Steinem. I can list out all the things Miss Davis has done and is doing, and I still don't think you would see how much of a force she is in the freedom movement. She knows and understands how the fight for freedom must be intersectional. It has to involve everyone that is affected in order to truly gain freedom. I highly recommend any activist for the fight for freedom to check out some of her books. One of my faves is Freedom is a Constant Struggle, which is a collection of her essays, interviews, and speeches on freedom. A couple of other great ones that she's penned are uh, Women, Race, and Class, which is on the women's lit movement and how leaders who fail to see their intersections of gender, race, and class helped deplete the movement. And of course, another one of her books is Women, Culture, and Politics, a collection, again, of her speeches and writings on social changes. If you want to know more about her, read her her autobiography, Angela Davis, that she wrote about her earlier years. Also, a quick note. There is a a biopic uh, movie on her life that we hear is in the works as well. So that should be good. Angela Davis is a wonderful woman. Angela Davis is our Black Excellence Woman in the Spotlight. Well, thanks for checking out the show. Activism is key to seeing the necessary changes we want to happen in our society. Nothing comes easily. Everything requires work and effort. So get involved, get active, be heard, and make it happen. We can win against the oppressive state in our country and across the world. We all deserve freedom. There are many organizations you can join that are in the specific areas of concern for you. We'll have links to a few on the Beautifully Complicated Podcast Facebook page. Sign up for their newsletters, emails, and get involved in any actions they have taking place. Contact your local, state, and federal reps and government and express your concerns on any topic. Make sure they know you're watching and how you expect them to vote or act. Call them, email them, talk to them, get out there, get in their faces. Vote and get others registered to vote as well as encourage them. Use your platform to amplify the issues and offer solutions. Educating people on what's going on and how we can get to our desired state helps people become more energized about the process. It's time we all became active citizens if we're not activists. 
And don't forget to find time for self-care to rejuvenate and reset. That can mean listening to your favorite podcasts like Beautifully Complicated. If you haven't already, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. Share and even leave a comment. Also, like our Facebook page, Beautifully Complicated Podcast. Beautifully Complicated is one word. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Sheena D. One, that's Shana D, the number one. This episode syllabus will be on the Facebook page as well as other information about activism. Well, that's it, folks. Till next time, remember that the best life is beautifully complicated. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.